Let me ask you to uh, turn in your Bibles to the book of Philippians. I want to read two brief portions. It's always my great pleasure and joy when I'm a a part of uh, our conference in terms of having the opportunity to uh, talk about global missions. Uh, uh, You know, it's it's at the heartbeat of uh, who we are here at St. Andrews, Um, and uh, it's been just a wonderful conference this year. And I trust you've been blessed by it. In Philippians 1, first of all, verse 4, and then we'll be in chapter 4, or start with 3. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And then over in chapter 4, beginning with verse 14, Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, Uh, You sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I'm well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's bow together. Oh Lord, we do thank you for those who have gone before us, who have carved out those hard paths, preaching boldly your gospel in all parts of this world. We thank you, Lord, for partnership we can have with those who are doing that even today. Lord, will you show us, will you lead us? Will you move our hearts today? And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mission of the World, which is our church's mission organization, uh, tells us that 10% of the churches in the Presbyterian Church in America provide 90% of the finances for missions through Mission to the World. We are in that 10%. This time last year at our conference, you were challenged to make a promise by faith of giving toward global missions and that as God provided, you would give that. 
you pledged by faith $233,250. Now, that was an amazing number, especially since immediately after the conference, we entered into the here and now stewardship season, and you knew that was coming in order to see if God was leading us to build this building that you see is well on its way to completion. It was an amazing number. I was thinking if we had held to the year before, if we just held our own, we would have been doing wonderfully with the possibility of uh, building a building and, and that type of thing. Since that time, you all have given close to $1 million towards your pledges on the building. That's just, it's amazing to me. It's hard for me to, to fathom that all of that over and above your regular giving, which has held up throughout the year. God has blessed St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church and the people of St. Andrew's with hearts for the kingdom and the advancement of the kingdom. Our faith promise year from this last year is actually over at the end of this month. And I will say that of that which is promised, we are still in need of some $90,000. That's the good news, though. You still have this month in order for God to provide for you and see how He has provided and to give toward that so that we can fulfill the commitments that we, by faith, budgeted on. We're encouraging you to do two things this month. One is to step out and, by faith, ask God to help you fulfill commitments from last year throughout the rest of this month. And then today, because I don't want to surprise you, it shouldn't be a surprise, we do this every year, but at the end of the service today, we will give out uh, faith promise cards. And we have asked you to be praying about what by faith you will step out and give next year as God provides for you. I want us to start today with our theme verse, uh, the theme of this conference, Acts 1.8. We see there the, the great commandment. Acts 1a, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in, in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, some call that the Great Commission. It is one of the forms of uh, the Great Commission, and we see it in all of the Gospels in some form or another, and uh, here we see it in, in the book of Acts. Obedience to this command is not just an option for those that think, I think I might obey that command. It is up there with every command of the God of the universe. He has said, this is my way. 
This is how I choose to spread the Gospel. He could have chosen any number of ways. He is God. And yet He said He wants to use us to be His witnesses. It's a statement of fact. It's not a suggestion. And the fact is this, that all of us are involved. You shall be My witnesses. Not I really, really hope you will be His witnesses as you go, one way or another. His witnesses in the Spirit of the living God or a weak witness as we go. Now what are our options with this command? Well, there are several options. I don't want to imply that uh, uh, we don't have a choice here. We do have a choice. One is that we can obey and go. Obey this command and go somewhere. It may be far away. It may be closer. It may be next door or at your work. Our missions committee and we as a church have prayed that He will call some of you to go farther away. Not specifically because we don't want you here, but because we believe that's the right thing to be praying. Today, during Sunday school, we had the Wileys. Emily's a child of St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church. God is answering our prayer to raise up from our midst those who will go. Now I realize someone said to me, that's one of those prayers you pray for other people's children, isn't it? And yet we pray it, that God will raise up from our midst. And I continue to pray that. That's one option. You can obey and go. A second option is you can disobey and don't go. It's our responsibility. But God's not going to force you to obey. And then there's another option. And that's what we're talking about today. And that is, you can obey and partner with one who goes. We do that through prayer and through faith promise giving. We see a great example of that in our, our text. In uh, Philippians 1, verse 5, we see this great calling. Paul talks about a partnership. That's the third option. Uh, to going yourself or simply being disobedient and not going. He says this, verse 4, In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because, verse 5, of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. That word in the original language for partnership is the word koinonia. <clears throat> now the reason I say that is because some of you are going to recognize that word because you think in terms of small groups or some kind of fellowship. That's what it's talking about. That's how Paul looked at it. Was that it was, a, it was that close of a fellowship with the people that were praying and financially supporting his mission endeavors. He calls it koinonia. 
translated partnership. It's focused outwardly, not just on one another. Now, what did that partnership include? If you turn over to the the other portion I read in verse 15 through 20, we see this great investment. It involved financial support, verse 15. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me uh, help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. Now, the Philippian believers had entered into a partnership with Paul through their financial giving, their material assistance of him. So to them, the koinonia with him was not just some kind of a warm, fuzzy, yeah, be warm and well-fed and slap him on the back and send him out. They continued to pray and they gave financially to support him, to really be a partner in him. They recognized that they had missionary responsibility in those cities beyond where they lived. And one of the major ways they could fulfill that was by supporting those who were going to the other cities. And that, in this case, was Paul. He saw that it was so much of a partnership that he says whatever reward he would receive, they would have part of it. Look at verse 17. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. He is saying, look, there is a return on your investment. When was the last time you ever heard that, <laughs> you know, in, in our day? And he guaranteed it. It enabled the mission and the ministry to continue. Verse 18, I've received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. He uses the phrase, in the matter of giving and receiving. That's down in verse 15. That, uh, according to commentators, is a, a business term. That's like saying in terms of expenditures and receipts. So he's, he's literally talking about uh, what we think of as partnering financially. The other thing to notice, though, is that they didn't just give one time. They gave often. In verse 16, he uses the phrase, once and again. The idea is that they gave repeatedly, over and over, again, towards him. Now, time hasn't changed the need for ongoing missionary support other than in some countries it has just become more and more expensive because it's more expensive to live in some of those countries. But basically, the need is still there. Now, you all have given much this last year. There's still room for this last year in order for us to meet our commitments. But you have given much, and it is only right for you to understand the kind of investment that you have made. 
Now, we try to do that every time we have a missions moment up here and keep you informed through the year. But let me, let me give you an overview. If we broke it down according to our uh, uh, theme verse, if we talk, first of all, about the ends of the earth, where does your money go? If you give a dollar, if you give a hundred dollars, where is that money going? Let me list some of the play. This will not be exhaustive, by the way. I hope you will pick up one of these prayer reminders because that will show you more and more where it's going and it will help you be praying for them. But let me tell you where your investments have gone and how they've been used. In England, supporting two church planters, supporting Josh Rieger, who also who we uh, met this morning again, who is on his way and also supporting the plant of a church among Muslims in a a great English city, as well as Ralph and Wendy being uh, the pastoral associates for Mission to the World, supporting our missionaries, encouraging them in that way. In another focus area, in Ukraine, in Belgorod, there is a, a church that a few years ago there was nothing there. Now there is a a church there preaching the gospel every single week. There's also a medical clinic that is Christian, physically ministering to thousands every single year. And then in Ismail, the life care center, rescuing the lives of the unborn and equipping young mothers and fathers that don't have a clue about parenting, but teaching them from a Christian perspective. In Haiti, we are supporting two dynamic Haitian pastors, one in a great church and one overseeing a, a pastoring a church and also overseeing a seminary and orphanages in that needy country. In addition to when there are needs like earthquake relief. The needs are are so vast there. And yet, when you give a dollar, it is making an impact there. In Bulgaria, we support three families working with children, working with churches there, and seeking to rescue the daughters of Bulgaria who are entrapped in human sex trafficking. You are making an impact on lives. In Spain, one is in a church plant and missionary support. One family is in a camping ministry that reaches young middle class people for Christ and disciples them. In Western Asia, in West Africa, ministering in Muslim countries. In Greece, working alongside the Greek church. Your dollars support short-term teams that have gone out from this church. Supports our young people who have gone out from this church. And I can tell you, because of what it's meant to my own children, that those things are life-changing. That is money well spent. And then, going back to our verse, in Judea and Samaria, 
let's say, in the United States and our surrounding states. You support ministries through Reformed University fellowships at Clemson and USC and the College of Charleston, touching those who are on those campuses and raising up leaders for the kingdom and for our denomination in the future. We have elders in this church that were profoundly affected by that ministry when they were in college. You support disaster relief in the name of Christ here in our country and trips every year to West Virginia. In Jerusalem, we saw Rhett Sanders this last Wednesday, a church plant in Blythewood, supporting the expansion of all of our uh, local outreach ministries and the multiplication of school time Bible outreach that we do here being multiplied to other parts of our state. Every faith promised dollar you give goes towards these ministry. Now, I hope that encourages you. It encouraged me so much that um, I went home and wrote another check. <laughs> we had, you know, God had already provided that which we had promised. But I so want to see us fulfill our commitments from this last year because these are important. The Philippian partners, Paul said, you know what, when you do this, it entails an act of worship. He called it in verse 18, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. A fragrant aroma that rises to Him. If we're devoted to Jesus, if we seek to have the heart of God, we will have a heart for missions because He has told us that's His heart. Don't pretend that you have the heart of God working in you if you don't have a heart for missions. And if you don't have a heart for missions, ask Him. Because that's His way He has chosen. But this partnership, I will say, required trust in God. Verse 19, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in Christ Jesus. He says this right at the end of all that, talking about the partnering, and he's saying, okay, look, you all have sacrificed, but you need to know this. God's going to supply your needs according to his riches. Here's what he's saying. Look, this is not a mathematical equation. This is not for you to, to spend a bunch of time with, with pen and paper and figure out how much extra do we have here? You know, what, what can we give without it impacting us? It's not a, a mathematic question. It's a, a question of the heart. And yes, we want to be led by God. He will lead us to step out by faith. But then he says, he will supply every need of yours. Now that's on the one level. He's saying that to all of us. But there's another level I think that is sometimes ignored and that is on the broader level, the context of that statement is he's talking to the church. He's saying, look, St. Andrew's Presbyterian and any church, if you give, if you support the outgoing of the kingdom and not just yourselves, I'm going to supply your needs. 
and I know this to be true, he'll take care of that church's own needs. It's a principle that Scripture reinforces everywhere. Proverbs eleven twenty five: Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. The church that makes missionary giving a priority will see God meet its needs. Some may say, well, we have our own needs to take care of. We can't afford to give to missionaries. That'll take away from our church budget. The church that lives by faith and steps out by faith to support those outside of themselves, God will meet their needs. My wife Connie and I have seen that again and again as we've done faith promise for many years as he has supplied it for us to be able to give over and above our tithes. And we've seen him supply churches who take this seriously. Now, I hope that you have read uh, the devotional we gave out last Sunday and have been praying about what God is leading you to give beginning April 1st of this year and going through March 31st of last year. If you all will prepare to give out the cards, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hand these out, and then we're going to take them up in a few minutes. If you're visiting with us, look, we don't expect you to make a commitment this year unless you're planning to be a part of this church family here. And even if you're not a member, we would welcome you to be a part of this if you plan to be around and let, let God provide for you. If you have not prayed about this, if you got caught by surprise for some reason today, or believe that He is prompting you to, to put down a different figure than you and your spouse thought you would put down, and you haven't had a chance to talk it over, then you don't have to turn in a card today. We will take these cards. We'll accept them throughout this month. It's after, at the end of this month, when this last year ends for us in terms of faith promise giving and our next year begins that we do our new budget. Now let me just read it to you and then we will give you an opportunity to prayerfully fill this out. Um, in dependence upon God's grace, I will seek to give blank beyond my tithe toward the global mission outreach of St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church during the period of, and it gives the one-year period. So you're putting down an annual figure. If you're putting down anything other than annual, please make that very clear. I understand I'll never be asked for it. That means personally we're not going to track you down. Uh, this is a faith agreement between God and me. And then notice it says, please turn in this portion in. There is no place for your name. That's our promise that we're not going to call you up and say, hey, you're short on your promise because we're stepping out by faith. We believe you. So we are trusting you with that. And then fill out the bottom so you can take that home and remember what you had promised. So prayerfully, uh, please uh, fill these out uh, as you see uh, those people that we are supporting uh, on the screen behind me.